BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I cannot believe I'm saying this. Did not think the day would ever come. But we're having a baby. A little Acme little baby. <laughs> um, I can't believe this. Obviously, you hear me in, in good spirits trying to stay in the good vibes. I am not going to lie. I'm scared shitless. Not to be a mom, but to make sure that this baby sticks with us through the next seven or six months. Math is not my strong suit. And I just can't, I can't believe it. Today's episode is when we started trying, probably like, no, a few months after we started trying, I decided that I was, of course, you know, I was struggling and going through some shit. And I was like, I don't, have a journal. I'm not one of those like, I wake up, I journal, I drink from my water and I take a deep breath. No, I don't have a journal. I don't journal. I journaled back in the day and those journals were always like, he dumped me and they were just too depressing to go back and read. So instead of journaling, I used my recording device as a diary and I kind of got on the mic periodically to give you updates or give like myself at this point, you know, I didn't know where this was going to go. So really just to talk to myself, my diary about what I had been going through. And so this episode is kind of like a diary entry in a way. Obviously it has a happy ending and that's why I wanted to come on here and start with that because it does get depressing at times. I definitely cried. I cried a lot more than is depicted in this episode because duh, I don't understand. Like my timing, I I can't cry on command. So when I do cry, it's very like it's rare and it's hard to like, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, I'm crying. Get the mic. So you might be like, well, she doesn't sound like she's like, you know, really going through it that much. I was going through it. Trust me. And I posted on Instagram on Wednesday about our announcement and I kind of shared the journey of what we went through. So But like, I know, you know, people have more questions. And of course, I wanted my doctor to weigh in. So next week's episode is actually going to be with my fertility doctor. And she is a phenomenal human being. And she really answers all the questions. We kind of go through my journey and also, you know, bring in other people's questions and answer them. So I think that you're going to like that a lot. And don't worry, this is not going to become a mommy blogger podcast. This is not going to become a pregnancy only and we don't talk about dating. No, this is a dating podcast first and foremost. Obviously, you guys know I talk about my life. So of course, I will be giving you updates on how that goes, but I'm never going to become that person. And if I do, you can replay this for me and be like, what the fuck? You said you're never going to become that person. And every episode has been about your pregnancy. And I promise you that's not going to be the case. But the next two episodes will be because it's been a long time coming. And also next week's episode is kind of the journey going off birth control, which is an episode that's also been in the works for a while. I didn't want to just talk about my experience going off birth control because it was very much a question mark since I was trying to get pregnant. And now we have answers and we have a resolution. And that is so exciting. So... If you're listening to this on if you're listening to this live on the day, which is Sunday the 30th, I will see you at our show in DC tonight. And this would have meant that I did the show yesterday in New York City. Thank you to everyone who came. Hope it went well. And I did the show in Boston on Thursday. 
same sentiments. And that's all I got. I'm going to play this episode for you. And I hope it's not too dark. I, I hope that it speaks to somebody who might be going through the same journey or who might have the journey in their future or who's just, you know, interested in being a fly on the wall through someone's, um, through someone's diary. Thank you guys for listening. Let me just start by saying that I've gone back and forth a million times about if I want to do an episode or even not even an episode, just talk about this, or if I want to wait until something happens, like I decide to do something about it or change the course. But I don't know. I'm having a moment where totally out of turn or like not planned. I'm just wanting to turn on the mic and talk for a second. I'm feeling so frustrated and I don't know if I have a right to be or like, I don't know if I don't have a right to be like, I gaslight myself often about my feelings and it's a horrible habit that I need to stop doing. But basically, I, before Stephen and I got married, something that was really important to us was to have a baby. And we wanted to do that immediately. Like if it were up to Stephen, we would do it before we got married, honestly. He's always felt like it's his calling to be a dad. I, you know, like obviously I do want to be a mom and... I don't know why I said, obviously I do. I really want to be a mom and I feel that I'm like ready to be a mom. And at the same time, no one's ever ready to have a child, but we went into our marriage kind of knowing that we wanted that. And I wanted to go off birth control months before our marriage, but people, professionals, friends, family, like a lot of people were like, don't do it. Don't go off birth control before your marriage like it'll totally mess with you like what it like your period could be irregular you could like get it on your day you could gain weight you could lose weight your appearance could change you know whatever so don't do it or you could get pregnant before your wedding and that's not good either so even though my gut instinct was to go off before i got married i listened to other people which i'm never doing again And I didn't, I didn't go off. And for some background, like I've been on birth control for 17 years. And so going off, I knew like would be a change, but you hear these stories all the time. Like I went off birth control and that night I got pregnant. And so you think like, okay, that'll be me too. Especially because my sister got pregnant immediately going off birth control. And like pretty much immediately for her second kid and our friends who have babies got pregnant like right away and no problem. And I don't know why, but for some reason I was so naive. Like I always thought that I would just have an amazingly lucky time getting pregnant. I just thought like my body is very feminine and like curvy and like I have big hips and they're childbearing hips. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, my body's going to immediately react the exact way I want it to. And I'm going to have no issues at all. And so I went off birth control on our honeymoon, like, and then part of it, and this is just me being the ridiculous human that I am. I no disrespect to Scorpios. I love them, but I was like, I don't know that I want a Scorpio. So I have no problem waiting till after my wedding because my wedding was February 12th. So if you do the math, I would have had a baby for November 12th. And I didn't necessarily want that. Not again, love Scorpios, have so many in my life. Just, you know, I'm neurotic and insane and I didn't want that. So I was like, perfect. And it's aligned. We'll wait till like after that and then go off birth control. So I went off at the end of February and I, the next month comes along and, you know, this is the first month since I was 15 that I'm going to get my period and my period doesn't come. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like all of our dreams came true. We're definitely pregnant. 
And so I bring, we have a wedding that weekend that we were like, you know, supposed to, that I was supposed to get my period and didn't, or like that week. And then that weekend we have a wedding. And so I waited as long as I could, but I was like, I'm going to bring, actually, I went to Mexico for the wedding and Steven was meeting me in Mexico for this wedding. And I was like, bring a pregnancy test. And he was like, oh my God, really? Like, <gasps> that's so exciting. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, in my mind, I'm for sure pregnant. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. Like, we're going to have this like cute little secret at the wedding. It's going to be so wonderful and exciting for us and like blah, blah, blah. And he brings the pregnancy test and like right before the like first night activity, gives me the pregnancy test and I take it. And I like, you know, obviously because he had brought the test, like he was very involved. And he gives me the test and I pee on the stick. And like these pregnancy tests, like they're not like COVID tests. Like if you get, I don't know, a good one, like it, or maybe all of them are like this. It immediately, pretty much immediately tells you if you're pregnant or not. And it not just immediately tells you, but we use the one with like the lines. So like it makes one really dark line and that's it. So the, basically the line is like, fuck you. You're not pregnant, you stupid bitch. And so immediately this like really dark line comes and Steven's like, oh, like I'm really sad. And I lost it. I was like, what? Like you're not allowed. Like I just, I was so like, I had such a visceral reaction to him, like saying he was sad, which is like a normal thing because he was like involved in the process. But I was like, you're sad. Like, how, like, are you fucking kidding? Like, no, like I'm not like, I, w- I was like in my mind, I was like, I'm never involving you in like this situation again, because like, it's just going to make me that much more sad if I don't get pregnant, if you're rea- involved in it and reacting to it as well. And like in real time with me and like having negative emotions, you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know, for some reason it takes me back to like Henry V when he would like murder all his wives who didn't give him sons. Like I was like, no, you're not allowed to like have emotions around this, which is not fair. He should. It should be like a process that's the two of us. But I think it was then that I realized how fucking sensitive I was going to be during the process. If you've attended either of my shows in the past week or you're coming to the show tonight, you will see that we do a live dating app consultation. And the only app that I use for these consultations is Hinge. And you must be like, why? There's so many other good dating apps. Maybe, but I actually think that Hinge is the best one because it's designed to be deleted. It is the only intentional dating app that actually works. And you can build a unique profile using their feature called Hinge Prompts. So this is where you shine. This is where you get to show your personality. You get to show your quirks and you get to stand out from the rest because we swipe so quickly on these dating apps. Like we see the picture. We don't like the picture. We don't like the second picture. We're done. But with Hinge, in between the photos, you get to see the prompts. You get to see, you know, we're the same type of weird if we like cinnamon raisin bagels with veggie cream cheese, which sounds absolutely disgusting. I might throw up, honestly. But, you know, the things that make you you is what you can showcase on Hinge. So if you're looking for a meaningful relationship, download Hinge today, meet someone great, and then you just delete Hinge when it feels right. It's the best experience. My friend just got married. I literally was at her wedding two weekends ago. Met on Hinge. Met on Hinge. And I'm telling you, that is any wedding that I've been to where they met on a dating app. It was only ever Hinge. So again, Find that relationship that you are looking for and download Hinge today and get the experience that you've heard so many others have. And then I was like, what the fuck is going on? Granted, it's been a month and I know. And by the way, the reason I'm so hesitant to talk about this is because of how not like how much more people struggle with getting pregnant. And, you know, we're in the month of July now, August now, and we'll get there. But this is just literally a month after going off birth control. I'm not pregnant. I don't get, but I don't get my period. So I'm very confused and I'm very 
upset. And I'm like, I don't care that I'm not pregnant at this point. Like I didn't, I guess it was so stupid of me to think that it would happen right away. I don't care. But what the fuck? Why am I not getting my period? Like either I'm pregnant or I get my period or, but one of them at least, you know, not neither. So I'm like, this is fucking annoying. I don't like this, but I'm like, okay, next month I'll get my period or I'll be pregnant. Who, who knows? Next month comes around April, no period, no pregnancy, nothing. I even got like ovulation sticks, not ovulating, not ovulating, not getting my period, not pregnant. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is so weird. May comes around. I'm like, but it's fine. I'm chilling. Like, I'm good. Like, anyone I talk to is like, just relax and like everything will be great. And I'm like, okay, I, why didn't I think of that? Just relax, you know, just totally relax. So I relax or try to. And like, I do at this point. I do. I'm like, whatever. It's been a month and a half, it's been two months. May comes along, no period, no pregnancy, no ovulation. Okay, starting to feel like my body is broken, a little weird, but not necessarily like triggered by anything just yet. Like just kind of annoyed, start talking to people, asking like what's normal, what's not, whatever. Then June comes around, no period no pregnancy, no ovulation and a full face of fucking acne, like literally hormonal acne to the point where I go out to my parents' house that weekend and my dad and granted, like my parents are so sweet. They don't mean to be like be this way that I'm about to describe but my dad was like, maybe it's an allergic reaction. Okay. And I'm like, no, dad, it's not. And then my mom is like playing canastas, like card game that she plays with her friends. And I walk outside and my mom's like, oh, we were just discussing. And like, we think that it's like allergies too, or something like, something like that. So basically she was just sitting there with her like friends playing cards, talking about my acne. Okay. And I'm just like, this is awful. And at this point, in terms of people I could talk to about this, it's really slim. It's really slim because it's complicated. It's a complicated thing. So like right now in this, let's go back to June in this moment, my face is totally broken out. I don't have my period. I don't have anything. And not ovulating, whatever. I, the only people I really feel comfortable talking to are like friends who've already had babies. And even then I'm like hesitant and resentful to talk to them because they've had babies and they didn't really struggle. One of them did and she like miscarried and she, and so like for some reason that makes me feel more comfortable talking to her. I can't explain it. I don't know why I'm not like legitimizing any of my feelings, but I'm just saying that's how I felt. Then I'm like, I need to do something. So I go to my clinic, my gyno clinic. And I'm like, I had like done some research about like what to do to get your period to like jumpstart having your period again. And it says if you take progesterone, then like it'll jumpstart your period. So I say to the people, the woman at this clinic, I'm like, I need you to put me on progesterone. So now I'm like being crazy doctor person. I'm not a doctor, obviously, right? But I'm like, please put me on progesterone. And she's like, okay. And she gives me progesterone and I start taking it. And now we're at a wedding for my husband's friend and I'm on progesterone. I have no idea what it does to me, but I have fucking headaches all the time. And at the same time, by the way, during all of this and all of these four months, we have to have sex all the time, right? Because like you never know. And we already have a lot of sex, but not in a way that we have to have it. 
right? And it's like this weird thing when you're trying to conceive that you have to have basically as a woman trying to conceive with a man, you are totally and completely dependent on his sperm. You just have no choice. And on like him performing for women, for the most part, we just have to like show up to the party for guys like they have to like get it going like they have to like be hard they have to be this get in the mindset whatever it is and so I started like inadvertently putting pressure probably on Steven to like be basically ready to perform whenever I needed it and then if he wasn't I would snap at him like I'd be like okay get hard like that's not sexy. That's not going to make anybody want to have sex with you. Or I'd be like, I was just making, making him do everything, try everything like in the book, not try everything to get hard. But like when I wanted it, I wanted it then. And like, that wasn't, that's not how it works. It's just not how it works. And so I was just being aggressive and crazy to like be around. And then the mix of like all my hormones going crazy from having gone off birth control, my skin looking like fucking hell. I lost weight. Then I gained weight, like just not feeling good in my body. And I'm dealing with all the shit. Now I'm on progesterone. Okay. And I'm at this wedding and it makes me ravenous. I don't know if it's the progesterone or just the fact that I'm fucking ravenous and my hormones are everywhere. I like eat my dinner. I eat Steven's dinner. Like I eat every single thing that goes by. Just like not, I'm just like feeling full and gross and not sexy. But then at the same time, like I have to have sex. So this progesterone ends and it's supposed to, again, as I said, jumpstart your period. And on the last day of the progesterone, I bleed. But it's not a period. Like I've had periods in my life and it just didn't feel like a period. there were like, there was maybe like one hour of cramps and like some tiny amount of blood. So I was like, that's not my period. And so I had no idea what was going on. And then like I, we had dinner with my friend who's an OBGYN and I was like, I went on progesterone and I got my period. And she was like, I don't know if that's your period. I think it's just like shattering uterine lining. So then I'm like, oh, great. So what the fuck is going on? So then I go in to like get checked and they do like a vaginal ultrasound and they do all the things and they're like, everything looks good. Like you should be functioning as normal. And I'm like, great. If that's true, you know, but I'm so skeptical and just so confused at this point. And then July comes around and I actually get my period naturally. So I'm like, holy shit, maybe I ovulated like without knowing it. I mean, I still didn't get pregnant from it, but maybe I ovulated without, without knowing it. So I go to the gyno and she does a test and she's like, it looks like you did ovulate. And I'm like, oh my God, yay. But like now I know that I ovulated and didn't get pregnant. So I'm just like, what's going on? Why my body's not cooperating? But at the same time, every single person that I talk to, whether I've brought up the fact that I want to be pregnant, I'm trying to be pregnant, anything at all, decides to tell me how easy it is or was for them to get pregnant or for their friend to get pregnant. It's like this weird thing that people want to say to comfort somebody who's trying to get pregnant. But in fact, it does the complete opposite effect and make the person who's trying to get pregnant feel like absolute garbage because you're like, well, look how easy it was for me. Well, look how easy it was for this person. Look how easy it was for that person. But it's not for you. Like, what is the the point of that? I, I don't know. And then you start to notice all the things on Instagram and it shows a picture of their bump or like just like pregnancy announcements left and right. And it's like, I am a secure person and I genuinely am happy for everyone, but it's just, it becomes triggering. And part of you is like wanting other people to struggle the way that you do. But then you're like, no, I don't want anyone to go through that actually. 
And then going back to like how you can or can't talk to people about it. I have some friends that I definitely can't talk to about it because they think that it's too early for me to be trying to to get pregnant. I'm 31 for context, about to be 32. And like, then I have some friends that don't know if they want babies, so I can't talk to them about it. And then I have friends who wish that they were in a place that they were trying for a baby, so I can't talk to them about it. And then like, I can't talk to my mom and my sister about it because I'm like just too sensitive to really have those conversations at all. And like, once they start checking in on me, like, oh, are you pregnant? Or like, how's it going? Then that also makes me spiral. So at this point, like the only person I can really talk to about it is Steven or like my therapist. And I guess you right now, which I wasn't planning to do. Now we're at like the end of July, obviously still not pregnant. And I like looked at some influencer or like stylist person's story the other day. And she was talking about how she did IVF. And she's like, check out my IVF story. And I'm like, okay, let let me check it out. And I check it out. And she did IVF after six months of trying, which is in my mind, extremely soon, like extremely quick. And I'm like, this is, weird. Should I be doing it? It's been six months. But then I'm like, or do I count my months from when I finally started ovulating? Like, what am I supposed to do? And now, like right now I sound like angry about it, which I guess I am. But at more vulnerable times, like I've been crying to Steven because I'm like, what's wrong with me? And and mind you, like it's only really been like two months, like playing with like live ammo or whatever the phrase is. And so like, why am I so sensitive about it? And like, why are women told their whole life that like they need to not get pregnant, need to not get pregnant? Oh my God, they better not get pregnant. And then like the second that it switches, you need to be pregnant, you need to be pregnant you must be pregnant now. And if you're not pregnant, you're disgusting. You're not a woman. Like, what is that? And it's such like a crazy feeling. And I don't know. And it's like TikTok and Instagram are obviously listening to all my conversations because I'm getting served up these like videos of like, like my husband went to work, but like, I know a part of him is with me. And then it shows like their belly. Like, what is this shit? Why am I getting served up this content? Why am I like feeling this way? And I just, I don't know. I just don't feel like I have a place to go. And I was so lucky. My two different friends of mine recommended this acupuncturist who's amazing, who I started seeing. I used to hate acupuncture. I hated it, hated it. Not because of the needles, but I just didn't think it was relaxing. And I thought that was the intention until I met this woman and she has been a godsend. And I've been seeing her and I don't know if it does anything. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I have no fucking clue, but it makes me feel better. I go in once a week and like I fall asleep. And like for those 20 minutes, those needles are in me and I'm sleeping and I just feel a little bit more relaxed in the chaos of like what's going on. But it's so hard to not let something like this consume you. Like it really is. And Steven and I were like fighting a lot about like the sex situation. Like I kept wanting to do it right before bed, but we're both so tired. And like, I didn't even really want to do it. I just knew that we had to do it. And the gyna was like, you got to do it like once every other day. So if we like, we got to do it once every other day. But then part of me is like, I want to do it every day because what if there's that one chance that like, if you do it every day, like, I don't know. So then like we had to figure out a system. So we figured out a system for the most part. We're trying to do it like during the day if we can right after work or like in the morning. And I'm not being difficult in terms of being like, you need to do this now. Like I'm easing into it and like we're we're in a really good groove where we're just like having fun sex again. And it's really fun. But like this is a fucking trip. Like it's an emotional trip. And like, I am struggling with it. Like it's really shitty. And I barely even been going through it at all. 
but it sucks. And like, it just makes me rethink the whole, like asking people if when they're going to like get pregnant or start a family, because like you have no idea what people's situation is. So don't ask that. I'm sure they they'll bring it up if they want to talk about it. And also like, it's made me realize, I don't know if I want to post stuff on Instagram. Like if the day comes that I do get pregnant or like my kids all the time, like there are so many people out there who don't have the luxury of getting pregnant at all. There are some, or not the luxury, but like the, whatever, the ability, if that's what you want. There are people out there who don't want kids. There are people out there who lost a kid, had multiple miscarriages, even one miscarriage. Like all of these experiences are so legit and so valid And I don't know why there's such like an isolation for the woman when they're going through it. I really wish there wasn't. And I don't know how to change that. It breaks my heart that women just feel shitty in this process. And I don't know what's going to happen in the future. And I don't know if I'm pregnant right now, which I'm not because I take pregnancy tests way too often. But I don't know. I just, I guess I wanted to share that and like that you go off birth control whenever the fuck you want to go off birth control. Do not listen to one single soul, one single soul, because my body was like tortured for 17 years. And I'm so grateful for my body. I'm so grateful that it's like back to like doing what it needs to do and like getting my period and like whatever. I don't know. I I, I don't, I really don't know what like what my goal is in like sharing all this. I, I have no idea. But I just I just feel like it's really hard. And like to everyone who's gone through it before me, like you're amazing. And like for all the people who had no problems getting pregnant, like that's great too. I'm fucking jealous. Like must be fucking nice. But that's not everyone's story. And again, like it doesn't make me any less happy for these people. Like I'm jealous, but also happy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm feeling all of the feels. And I just wanted to pick up a mic. And I have no idea if I'm ever going to actually put this out there. Maybe if the day comes that I get pregnant, I will add that announcement episode to this. I don't fucking know. Love you guys. Okay, now that I'm finally able to be honest with you guys, which has been the hardest thing ever, which is not lying, but just omitting to all of you what I've been going through for the past year plus, I can tell you that post egg retrieval, I was deeply unwell. And they were like, you need to, you know, have electrolytes, you need to have salty food. Element became a godsend to me. Thank God Element sponsors this podcast. I don't know what I would have done. I didn't have anything salty in my home. And if you don't know what Element is, it's a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything that you need and nothing that you don't, which means a lot of salt with no sugar. So if you're post egg retrieval, it is literally the perfect thing for you because it's everything that you need. And it contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio. It's formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs. And if you're, you know, post-workout or whatever diet that you're following, you can still drink Element. It's also really good for headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleepiness, and all of these symptoms, which I was going through when I had just gotten my eggs retrieved. And so, and when I had this thing called OHSS, which you'll learn about next week. Anyway, I'm obsessed with Element. I love all their flavors. Big fan of the watermelon, but it's all delicious. And it's really important to replenish your electrolytes, whether you've gone through an egg retrieval or you're just living your life. You had a glass of wine the night before, you're working out, you're active, all of the things. Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash Acme. This deal is only available through my link. So you have to go to drink 
D-R-I-N-K-Element-L-M-N-T. So that's D-R-I-N-K-Element.com slash Acme. Element also offers no questions asked free funds. So you can try it totally risk-free. And if you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they'll give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. Okay. So an update. I think I recorded that last one like a month ago or three weeks ago. Now it is August 16th and I was supposed to get my period on the second day of our trip to France, which was August 2nd. And I didn't. I didn't get my period at all. And I know what you're thinking. Oh my God, you're probably pregnant. Well, I'm not. I take a pregnancy test literally every day because I'm neurotic and insane and probably spiking my own cortisol, which is why I can't get pregnant in the first place. And I'm not pregnant. I'm just not getting my period again. My cycle is off. And friends are like nice about it. And they're like, oh, it's probably the travel, you know, like a different time zone will mess up your cycle. And, you know, it's like that toxic positivity, which is so nice. And like, I appreciate it. But ultimately, it's fucking annoying. Like, I'm not, now I don't know what to do. Now I'm going to call my gynecologist and see if she can introduce me to a fertility specialist. So that is my update. And we'll see how it goes. I'll keep you guys posted. Okay. So I think the last time I came on to talk about my journey, it was August 16th. It is now October 8th, 2022. And obviously, you know, things were not working out. I wasn't ovulating. They, the doctors were like, it's either an ovulation, which means that you're just like, you just don't ovulate or PCOS. Luckily it wasn't PCOS. I was just not ovulating. So we spoke to the doctor about things that we could do. And he suggested that we do a trigger shot, which basically you take something like letrozole or Clomid, which kind of makes your follicles bigger. And then you do a trigger shot, which triggers your ovulation and the follicle like drops. So like basically what would happen if you did ovulate? And so I went on letrozole like two weeks ago and my follicles were just growing really slowly. It was supposed to have happened like five days after I went on it, but it didn't. It took around two weeks. Finally, on Saturday, October 8th, which is the moment I'm speaking to you, I was able to take a trigger shot. And basically what happens then is that you take, like you do timed sex within two to three days of like one, two, and day three after getting the trigger shot. So we had sex and now we wait. And I am supposed to take a pregnancy test on October 25th. And then I'll know if I'm pregnant. If it doesn't work, we're going to do it again next month. So November and then again the following month for December. I'm feeling a little bit more hopeful about it. I also, obviously, because I'm into astrology, if we got pregnant now, it would be a cancer like my husband. If we got pregnant next month, it would be a Virgo. And then if we got pregnant the month after, it would be a Libra. So all good signs that I'm excited about. And if we don't get pregnant um, in December, we will talk about doing IVF. So this is the journey. It feels good to say it, even though it feels like it's into the abyss right now. And I'm feeling hopeful and I hope that I come back on with some good news for my next update. So fingers crossed. So just an update. It is October 24th. And I got my period on Saturday, right before I was going into a wedding alone because Stephen was at another wedding and just sucks. It's really, really hard. And I have been crying and I've been emotional and I just, I just feel like my body is betraying me and I just can't shake it. Like I can't be happy right now. And it's so hard because like I'm not sharing this with anyone and I'm not talking about it on the podcast because I don't want to talk about it until there's a resolution. But like 
will there ever be a resolution? I just don't know. And I'm just, I'm just sad because we really want this. And I can't even imagine what it's like for people who go through this year after year. It just sucks. And I guess we'll try again. And then again the next month. And then if it doesn't work, we'll do IVF. So that is the update. Just wanted to give a little bit of an update. It's November 22nd, 2022. And we find out in two days if the second trigger shot worked. If it didn't, that's fine. If it did... That's great. I'm trying to have a different attitude towards it. I also got a potential work opportunity. And now I'm like, shit, maybe I don't want to be pregnant. Like, Maybe I want this work opportunity to happen. And I don't really know. I also have no idea if I'm going to even air this episode with all of these check-ins. But this is kind of like my diary right now. And obviously the others were pretty emotional. And now... I'm in a little like I'm in a little bit of a better place. We have our apartment, we have our own space. We love it. And if I'm not pregnant, I will be at some point. It's not like the end all be all. And I mean it is the it is the end all in a way, but it's not the be all. And I'm very grateful that I have my career because if if I like my heart goes out to people who are trying to get pregnant and are not feeling passionate about their career. And like that is a big part of their identity. You know what I mean? Like if I were a stay-at-home mom and I was struggling to get and I were and I was struggling to get pregnant, I think I would feel it a little harder. And I guess I'm just thinking of everyone who's ever struggled with anything before. And that's all I got. We'll see. Two days. Probably won't have my recorder with me, so I'll check in a few days after that. And that's it. I'm grateful for all of you. I'm just grateful. It's almost Thanksgiving and I'm grateful. Okay, I'm back with a pregnancy journey update. It is Monday, November 28th. I had a pretty sad Thanksgiving. I was meant to take a pregnancy test on Thanksgiving on November 24th. And as you might remember me talking about it, I got my period like before I was able to take the pregnancy test last time. So this time I hadn't gotten my period yet. So obviously I'm just so fucking optimistic and yeah, I guess it's a good thing, but it's also pathetic because I was like, I haven't gotten my period yet. I'm definitely pregnant. I am for sure pregnant and I'm going to take this test and I'm going to be pregnant. I also like every like when you want to believe something, you just convince yourself. Like I was like, I have every symptom. I am for sure pregnant. Like my boobs are tender. My, you know, whatever my this like I'm having trouble pooping. You know, people get constipated when they're pregnant. I'm like, I am for sure fucking pregnant. I'm so excited, whatever. So I bring two pregnancy tests to Stephen's family's house for Thanksgiving. And I'm like so excited. I'm just like, I can't wait. I'm going to wake up on Thanksgiving morning. I'm going to take my pregnancy test. I'm going to go down smirking, knowing that I'm pregnant. And when his parents find out, they're going to be so happy. And like literally took two pregnancy tests with me, did not even take a singular tampon. This is how stupid, fucking dumb, optimistic I am. I don't know why. I wake up on Thanksgiving morning, like at 5 a.m. because you're supposed to take a pregnancy test like the second you pee. Like even if it's in the middle of the night at 5 a.m. because it has to be like, I don't even know what they say, like the concentrated pee that's not mixed with water or whatever. So in the middle of the night at 5 a.m., I go to take the pregnancy test. And I have the test in my hand. I'm like peeing. 
I'm wearing my glasses so I can see. I go to like put the pregnancy test into the stream of pee. And the stream of pee is blood. I'm so sorry. This is so disgusting. But this episode is very real right now. So I literally was so devastated. Like I can't explain to you. I had just told you, I just gone on here and told you like a few days ago, like, I don't care what happens. Like, who am I kidding? I was fucking devastated. Like I was like this, I can't even, what, there's what, there's no point in me taking this test right now. I literally have my period. It was so upsetting. And like part of me knew in my gut, like I'd felt a little cramp before bed. I had had a bad feeling. I should have known. Anyway, I went back this morning at 8am to get my blood drawn to see if we can try again next month, it's a fucking broken record and it sucks. That's the update. Okay. I wanted to check in because it is December 19th, 2022. And we have some updates. So we never went ahead with the third trigger shop. We were supposed to do a third and a fourth, but we never went ahead with it because we got some genetic testing back. And ultimately made the decision that it would be better to go straight to IVF. So I'm not going to lie. When we first came to terms with the decision, I cried and it was very emotional, you know, between Stephen and I. But ultimately, it's the best plan forward. And we are so lucky that we're able to do it. And Who's to say what will happen moving forward? I don't even know that it'll necessarily work. I mean, these things, you just, you never know. And so, however, like we're trying to be positive and just having a plan feels really good. And I hope that the next check-in is some good news. So we'll see. Hi, it is January 3rd. 2023. And I realized that I haven't updated in a while. A lot has happened. The last we spoke, I think I told you that we were going to do IVF. We decided to do IVF because, or to look into starting to do IVF. Nothing has happened yet because of some genetic testing results that we got back that, you know, we didn't want to perpetuate in our kids. And then we went to go meet with Spring Fertility because I've worked with Spring in the past. So we went to Spring Fertility, we had a meeting. And then after the meeting, Dr. Fisher, who's amazing, I'll tell you more about, was like, why don't we do a vaginal ultrasound just to like, you know, see what's going on? Because I guess going in, she was like, why aren't you like, what what are they, what did they say was the reason that you haven't gotten pregnant? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't really ovulated. And she was like, that's odd. And they didn't like give you a reason. And I was like, no, I guess I just like am not ovulating. And she thought it was suspicious. So we go and do this vaginal ultrasound immediately when she puts the tool, whatever, inside me. She's like, you have PCOS. She's like, this is textbook PCOS. So PCOS, for those who don't know, is polycystic ovary syndrome. So basically what it means is you have an overproduction of eggs. I'm actually going to look it up because this is like not something that I want to butcher. And I'm still learning. Okay. It's a very common hormone problem for women of childbearing age. Women with PCOS may not ovulate, have high levels of androgens, and may have and have many small cysts on their ovaries. PCOS can cause missed or irregular menstrual periods, excessive hair growth, acne, infertility, and weight gain. Guess who has all those symptoms? Yeah, it's me. I, when I first got this diagnosis, I was in shock. Then I was hysterical. I, I can't explain why. Like, I almost recorded it 
but I was hysterical. Like I just, I had never in my life had a diagnosis of something. Like I was like, I have a crazy, like I have a disease, you know? And the good news is that she was like, you could get pregnant with PCOS. Like it would just take time, but like you could. Granted, like you are more likely to have a miscarriage and we'll revisit that when that time comes. She's like, but you could have gotten pregnant. She's like, it's good that we're doing IVF. This won't change anything. But yeah. And so basically you might have seen me talk about on my Instagram, the acne I've been getting, the hair loss I've experienced, the weight gain I've experienced, which I haven't really talked about it because I don't know. Like for me, it's a really big deal. I can't fit into any of my clothes, but I guess I started at a weight that is like society favors a little bit more. So my weight gain is like an eye roll to some people, which is fair. To me, I've gained 10 pounds. I'm a weight that I've never seen on the scale. I didn't want to go on the scale. I was at the doctor and I had to be weighed. And what's really upsetting to me is that no matter what I eat, it gets processed as a carb because of this insulin imbalance with PCOS. So basically, I've had to now change my entire diet. I cannot drink Diet Coke. I can't eat chicken fingers and fries. Everything that I've loved in my life has to change now. Will I die if I don't make these changes? No. And have I cheated multiple times? Yes. But if I want an opportunity to keep my PCOS at bay, these are the things that I need to do. And I need to listen. And I need to make these changes. And so it's really crazy. I mean, I'm not the first person. I'm not the last person to have PCOS, but you don't see it a lot on social media. And so I've now been like stalking anyone and everyone who has PCOS, every celebrity I know, like not every celebrity I know, every celebrity who has it, I now know their story. I don't know, a bunch of celebrities. And Another crazy thing is that this drug that everyone's taking, this Ozempic, is really for people with PCOS. There's another, like, I think more generic term for a similar drug called metformin. And it's a medication to prevent diabetes. And it, like, like, stabilizes you. And this is supposed to help people with PCOS. I have not been prescribed the medication, but I feel like I need it. And so I'm in like this crazy thing. It also like it's like if you take the medication, it actually makes it harder to get pregnant. So this is just a shit show that I've been dealing with. I'm talking about it calmly now, but let me assure you I was not calm when I first found out this information. It's been really hard, really hard. And part of the reason that we came to Miami and that I stayed in Miami because I refused to go back and be and feel horrible and feel just my skin and whatever, everything. It's like, and I experienced hair loss and, but then I experienced hair growth in weird areas. Like I've never had like a mustache before. I literally have like hair on the top of my lip. Like it's just crazy. And so I'm sharing this because I want anyone who's going through something like this to know that they're not alone. I wish that I have shared, that I could have shared this sooner, especially when I first found out because I want to talk to people who've also experienced this. It's, it's rough. And that's all I got for now. All right. I'm coming in here with an update for you. We started IVF. We, I mean, we, I don't know. Did we start IVF? We're more just in the egg retrieval like phase leading up to it which means that we are stabbing me with different hormones every night. And now in the morning, because I have PCOS, I have more eggs, which isn't necessarily a good thing. It just means that there are more follicles. It doesn't mean I have better eggs. It just means there are more of them. So I am 1,000 times more uncomfortable than the average person who doesn't have PCOS 
because we might be able to get like 40 eggs. So that means all of the follicles are growing and they're growing a lot and they're inside me. So it just constantly feels like I'm bloated. I'm also angry today. If you can tell in my voice, I'm angry because so many people have told me that they've done IVF and now are pregnant or they did IVF. And I'm angry because nobody fucking says that. Like everyone just posts, oh my God, like baby coming next spring. And there's never like a thank you so much to all the IVF doctors. It's like, why are you hiding it? Why is it shameful? It shouldn't be shameful at all. And because it's so normal, I'm angry because I didn't know it was so normal, right? Like I, every person that I saw get pregnant, it was just like, oh yeah, this happened. How crazy, how great. How about being like, we went through IVF and I just want you to know that it's normal. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know, maybe I'm expecting too much of people because people aren't influencers, but still I'm like, even if I was a regular human who didn't have a platform, I still would be like, thank you so much to everyone that helped with IVF. Like people should know that we had this help to get pregnant. And if you're struggling, like I we're here with you. Because what? Like, why aren't people disclosing this? I don't know. It fucking pisses me off. So I just wanted to come up, come on here, give you an update and also tell you that people are fucking liars. <laughs> Not everyone. I mean, some people get pregnant naturally and that's amazing. But a lot of people do IVF and they don't tell you. Wanted to come back in here with a little update. It is Saturday, April 1st. 2023. Yes, of course, I've already pranked two people. We found out we got a ton of eggs, unfortunately, because of the PCOS that didn't translate to like it it just a lot. The drop off was real. So we don't have a ton of like embryos left and we haven't done the genetic testing. So we're going to do that and we'll see how many embryos we have after genetic testing. I'm hoping that I don't have to do this egg retrieval twice because the recovery was really hard for me. I don't even know if I came on here and told you, but it was really hard. I got OHSS, which can happen when you have PCOS and like I couldn't move for a week. I'm just ready to be done with this. Like it's been weeks since I had the egg retrieval and my ovaries or uterus or whatever it is, is still enlarged and I'm ready to like feel like myself again. It's been hard. It's been really hard, but right now it's just a waiting game and hopefully this will be a blip in the past one day. That's my update. So This morning we went in for a blood test and we were meant to find out between 11 a.m. and 12 p.m. It's Wednesday, May 17th. And at around 10 a.m. we get a text from our doctor and she's like, you know, because we had arranged that she was going to text us before she called us so that we could be in the same place so Stephen could come back from the office. And she texted us and Steven jumped in an Uber and came back and we were like shaking and uh, like we had the lowest expectations. I'm not kidding ever. Like I had already accepted our fate. It doesn't usually work the first time and it hasn't for many people. And we got on the phone with her and she was like, what did she even say? Blacked out. She said, so you guys are pregnant. I just immediately put my face in my hands, was hysterically crying. I was going to record it, but I was like, if it's bad news, I never want to see this recording again. So then I just started recording the rest of the call, like a video of it, which I have, which I'm going to share with you guys. It was just like the most surreal moment of my life. And I just, I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe we're pregnant. It's insane. I have no words. I have no words. Like, I I have no tears left, but we're pregnant. So this episode has a happy ending. 
Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.